Yo, fam. Welcome back. This is episode 21 of the Performance for Life podcast. I'm here with my man, Chris Leon. Yo, you yeah. know what? The other day when I recorded, I didn't know what episode we were on. Yeah, yeah you I said we on, I thought we were on page. I thought we were on 19. Yeah. But we were clearly on 20. So yeah. that shows how much I pay attention to. <laughs> well, good thing we got Dave. Shout out to Dave, our audio engineer who caught that. Yeah. Dave and Brandon. Brandon's his guy who I think is the one actually editing a lot of our stuff. Yo, so. Shout out to Brandon, yo. Brandon, man, it's actually been a minute. Chris and I were just talking about how now we're at the point in our podcast. Number one, first of all, we're 21 episodes in, which is pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. This has been a like literally a year and a half in the making of this, just this podcast in general. So, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm I'm so grateful that we're we're still rolling. It's good stuff. It's good content. I like this podcast. I like delivering this type of stuff. Me too, man. Right. There's people who have really been listening to us, and it makes me really grateful that there's people out there that are tuning in and checking out what we got to say. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I wish I could talk to the people that's listening to us. Comment, say something. Yeah, yeah. Tell right. us we tell us we suck. Like, you know, something. <laughs> or tell us or, you like us. <laughs> yeah, tell us you love us, too. Yeah. That's that's good, too. But, yeah. you know, if you do tell us we suck, just make sure you back it up with why, right? It's always good to be able to explain yourself. You know, don't, don't just tell us we suck. You know what's so funny, man, is I have posted a couple reels recently, and they actually gained a little bit of traction. One of them has 11K views and that's the one of me deadlifting and then one of me doing the pull-ups has 12k and nice. i had somebody trolling <laughs> i had my first internet troll <laughs> beautiful who is this troll let's, let's... <laughs> let me pull it up let me pull it up so this should be good to dissect and i was laughing because i'm like dang here i am like having like you know not a super big following at all really like mm-hmm. 1600 people maybe and I already have somebody trolling and actually, so let me actually cover, let me actually cover this because this is actually going to be really cool to do. So I posted a video of me doing trap bar deadlifts and you may have seen it, Chris. And I just am talking about just the deadlift in general, like what's, what's so important. And I'm trap bar deadlifting, but I'm talking about the benefits of the deadlift telling people, Hey, stop avoiding the deadlift because there's a lot of people. I'm about to jump in real quick right now, just so that we can make sure I'm on the same, we're on the same level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, guys. Avoiding deadlifts. Stop. Yeah, avoiding yeah, deadlifts. Stop avoiding deadlifts. There you, you know? go. And I start just talking about the benefits, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there about the deadlift, right? It's like mm-hmm. people say, oh, that it's a good way. I've had physical therapists actually tell me. I had a physical therapist when I was young, like 18, 19, and I had some back issues because I, was, mm-hmm. I wasn't lifting right. And they yeah. said, yeah, deadlifts and barbell deadlifts and squats are actually not good. And mm. uh, you shouldn't do them. And <laughs> that's some scary advice right there. There's people out there running around telling people not to do them. So I've talked to many people who are like, oh, I don't deadlift. I don't squat because I got back issues. And it's usually like, well, let's figure out why you have back issues and yeah. make it so we can deadlift. And of course, there's, I don't want to say everyone needs to. There's people who have some issues that they literally just can't. Yeah. So So I had somebody comment and one guy just said, which was actually, I was happy he said this. He said, I stopped doing them because my body is so out of alignment for many years of injury without solid recovery. So should I I say this? Can I say his name? You know, no, 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 no. So he, that, that guy is not the troll. That guy is not the troll. There's another, there's another guy. So this guy, I think this, 
guy was just asking like genuinely, but also kind of challenging me a little bit. And we say, should I still do them? I've heard that unless your form is perfect, which means posture and injury healed, they can cause more harm. And he's absolutely right. And I was, I had said, you know, if you're out of alignment and you have muscular imbalances or deficiencies in your movement patterns, which most people already do because of postural stuff or injuries, Mm -hmm. like you have to address those before you can start just deadlifting, you know? And, and I think that's also important too, is like, that's, that's where the, it depends comes in. Like should just about everyone deadlift? Yes. But it depends on where your current physical state is at, I would say. Yeah. So I responded to him in that, in that way and just said, you know, yeah, if you're out of alignment and stuff and you're not anatomically balanced, then definitely don't just jump in. So (laughs) then I had the troll out here (laughs) said, you don't need deadlifts. Yeah. I jumped right to him. That's crazy. Are they a great movement? Yeah. But you don't need them for anything you mentioned. You can get a lot of that from different movements that are safer. I was like, yeah, I mean, he's got a good point. Yeah, you can still get some of those benefits like the hinging movement pattern, building mm-hmm. a strong, stable posterior chain, weightlifting in general, you're going to get the positive anabolic hormonal release during recovery, of course. So, you know, he's got a point. And I just responded, I said, it's one of the best compound movements in my opinion. And he responded with, Oh, oh, he also goes on to say, this is the, this is the part. And you're doing trap bar deadlift, talking about you need deadlifts for hinge. And mm. I basically, which there is an argument there. There's an argument about the trap bar can be more of a squat movement than an actual yeah, deadlift. But, but I go on to tell him trap bar, conventional sumo, kettlebell sumo, RDLs, cleans. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. Single leg RDLs, you know, hamstring curls, all these movements are hinging positions and the hinge is one of the fundamental movement patterns. And so he's telling me, he says, uh, if you want to focus on the hinge movement, why would you do trap bar deadlifts, which puts focus on the quads? And again, he has a good point, but if you shift the movement so that you are hinging properly and you're actually activating your hamstrings and your glutes and your low back more than your quads, then it is a hinge. So I just thought it was funny that, you know, here I am still small at this point, small in the sense of following and and there's people out here trolling and challenging. And I was just laughing, thinking about, you know, a lot of the other coaches have like hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, how many trolls they must have just like Mm -hmm. jumping in on their stuff. So, you know, I'm curious about your opinion, Chris, on that, you know, him coming at me like that. Well, I would say in your opinion, as a coach, would you say that? Just about all people who can move properly should be deadlifting. Absolutely. And the reason why I say that is because if you have the right direction, you're in a safe environment, deadlifting is just going to help you all around. But it's one of those exercises that needs to be trained consistently. For example, when you get hurt, you know, barring that, like you didn't break your spine. Right, you, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Your, your spine didn't snap in half or <laughs> you didn't tear like a muscle off of your hip or something or something. You know what I mean? You don't have I, a herniated disc or. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like something, something, something crazy. But if you got like a little strain here and there, the, the thing about deadlifting is so you have the body, right? You got the posture, you train, you got the abs, you got all that, right? You got the core, just the core in general, right? Deadlifting helps build the muscles around the trunk, 
the posterior chain, all that good stuff. But in order for it to be effective, the consistency has to be there, right? So as the years go on, like, you know, back in the day, like your back used to like hurt so bad from deadlifting, right? And that comes from the fact that the body wasn't built. The muscles that needs to be fully engaged for the deadlift weren't being used, weren't being utilized properly. So as you develop, if you stay consistent with the deadlift, if you work through the strains and so on and so forth, you're going to start developing a stronger core. You're going to start developing stronger quads, stronger hamstrings, stronger glutes, and all those muscles that you recruit stronger traps, right? If you look at a deadlifter, if you ain't got mountains on your shoulders, then you ain't a deadlifter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, hold like, on, what? hold on. I, I'm a deadlifter. My, my shoulders aren't mountains, <laughs> but, but, but I do traps. have traps. You yeah, got yeah. traps. You got traps. I could look at your back and I could say, yo, those are traps right there. Mm. Right. And you got varying degrees, right? Yeah. Like if you, you got people that, you know, you got really strong powerlifters that deadlift and, and they're deadlifting like 900 pounds and so on and so forth. They're going to have mountains on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because the sure. body has to adapt to that. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're everyday Joe, you're still going to have mountains on your shoulders. They may not be huge mountains, but they're still going to be mountains if you're deadlifting properly. Yeah. Right. The whole back. If you look at the whole back, you're like and you look at a deadlifter's back, you're like, OK, that person deadlifts. Right. Because they have like mountain. They got mountain ranges. And you can tell, too, because the deadlift, it recruits so much. I mean, you think about it in one of the best ways it was ever explained to me or it was in a video. This was Elliot Hulse. Shout out to Elliot Hulse. He was saying that literally when you're deadlifting, all of that weight is hanging essentially from your shoulders. Exactly. So, All of that weight, it's literally one of the, I tell my clients all the time, it's one of the best full body exercises you can do. If done properly. Yes. Thank you. Right. Yeah. If done done properly. But even when you do do it properly, you may not have, you may not have developed the muscles needed to, needed for it to be effective. For sure. Yeah. And the development happens over time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That happens over time. But because you get the little strain here, ooh, my my back, my little back hurts. Da, 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 da. So I'm gonna take three months off. <laughs> yeah, are you really helping yourself at that point? Yeah, right. right. You could adjust your programming so that you don't need to be deadlifting 500 pounds every day. Right. You dial it back. You work on your form. You work. You do the things outside of deadlifting. Bird dogs. Like yeah. Work on the core. You know what I'm saying? Like do I all was those just gonna things. say that, like all the accessory stuff that's going to support the deadlift. And because like most people already, and we've talked about this before, can't properly activate their their core, their transverse abdominus, which is like yeah. what's gonna literally uh, and another good way too that I've had it described, and this was in a core certification that I studied, is like when you truly activate your core, right? It's like think of like a soda can. And when you take an inhale and you do a deep belly breath, so, you know, going back to meditation and things, that's how you can really learn how to get that belly breath. Inhale through the nose. I just inhaled through my mouth, but, and then you get all that oxygen into your, your diaphragm and deep in your mm-hmm. belly. And then you suck your belly button to your spine. Now you're taking that soda can and basically crushing it around the spine. Yep. Like if, as if your spine was the straw and the soda can it crushed. Mm-hmm. And now you have a stable spine and you're, you're able to actually maintain integrity through the movement. And there's not going to be, there's not going to be issues, especially if the form stays consistent and you stay in proper alignment, because there's so much that goes into the deadlift. So I can see how people, I mean, I hurt myself. I see how so many people 
hurt themselves because of not being able to activate the right stuff and have, like you said, like a simple exercise, like bird dogs. When I do that with my clients, it's like really focused when you're extending opposite arm, opposite leg, really focus on that exhale and squeeze that core. You can feel that you can feel the activation in the core when you're doing it correctly. So you know, I guess the answer isn't as simple as yes, you got a deadlift. There's more to it, but it's like it's essential to do those little things to build the foundation. To build the foundation to be able to deadlift. And it's called patience. Not too many of us have patience these days, right? Like I said, I get a little strain in my back. I'm quitting deadlift for life. <laughs> yeah. Right? See, yeah. <laughs> because I have I have a little strain in my back. Yeah. And it's and, important to address that and address the maybe taking a month off, but, but or, not completely. So when, when that little strain happens, right, what is that telling you? What does that tell me? What is my body telling me? Answer that question. Yeah. And then if you, if, you, <laughs> if you answer it, right, if you answer yeah. it, you can address it. And when you address it, guess what? You can get back to deadlifting quicker. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. You know, I mean, just even too for like the general population, people listening in, right? It's like, there's a lot that goes, to be honest, you have to have good posture. First of all, you have to be able to truly activate the lats and drop the lats back and be able to hold that position. Because when you start picking up some heavy weight, the body's going to want to compensate. It's going to want to drop those shoulders. It's going to want to round that back, but we got to have a strong upper back. You have to have strong hamstrings. You know, Mm -hmm. most people like have such a hard time deadlifting in general because of those imbalances, those postural imbalances. Like, you know, like when people have a, a anterior pelvic tilt, which the best way to describe this to people listening is like a Donald duck, butt. like basically your hip flexors are too tight. So then your butt's kind of popping out and then it creates a big curvature at the low spine. So if mm-hmm. you're picking up the, all that weight and you can't properly contract your glutes and get yourself into a nice position at the top with a nice hip extension that mm-hmm. in itself could screw the back up because now you have all that load on your body. And I'm, I'm doing this on the camera with my hand here. You have this mm-hmm. big hyperextension and you're loading that spine mm-hmm. in hyperextension. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's as simple as that. And of course, like, you know, back to like the comment, like he's saying like, no, or the, the guy who was like, Hey, I'm, I'm injured and I'm out of alignment. Should I still do them? And it's like, no, no, you shouldn't. Like, that's one of those situations where it's like, yeah. no, you shouldn't. There's all these other areas you're going to want to work on. Yeah. And then if you work on those areas, right. As you kind of grow into it and, and you can, there's ways to work around those types of things, right? But you have to, you, you got to build, right? You got to allow your body to adapt. The body's great. It's crazy how, how well the body does when you take care of it, it's going to take care of you, sure. right? But if you totally ignore it and say, oh, well, it's hurt. So I'm not going to do anything about it, right? There's something to that, right? Then the body's going to say, all right, well, then I don't need to do anything there, right? Because if we're not going to pick up a damn weight for the rest of our lives, then why, why not? We don't have to do anything. Right. But if you, if you work like a surgeon and you focus on those areas and you allow yourself to get those areas stronger, there is hope, right? There is hope that you probably won't be deadlifting, you know, like you could, like you would, you know, you, you know, your ultimate best, but you would be deadlifting again. Yeah. Right. And that's the key. No one cares if you're not the, biggest deadlift there in the world. No one cares because there's a bunch of men out there that 
You know, the, the one guy that you know what I mean that that are strong and women that are strong, right? Yeah, it's it's what you can do. You know, I, it's so funny you say that, and this is such a good example. Is today I was actually deadlifting at the gym. You know, it was feeling heavy today. Like you know, a couple of weeks ago I hit three fifteen for I don't know six reps, and mm, nice. it felt nice, right? And today. Mm-hmm. I only got up to 265 and it felt heavy. And I was just like, you know what? To me, like the weight used to matter, but what matters to me is good technique and that I'm taxing my body. Even though it's not as heavy, that it still felt heavy. So I know that I'm working my body and I'm putting myself Thanks. under a progressive overload and the weight doesn't matter. Dude, if somebody can pick up over 200 pounds and move it with good form for reps, Dude, 200 pounds is a lot of weight. The a- not many people, the average person cannot pick up 200 pounds and oh, be yeah. comfortable doing that. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, like, you'll be surprised. <laughs> it, it used to, and even same with like bench pressing, like people, if you're bench pressing over, over your body weight, I mean, dude, that's even if it's one rep, like that's so strong, that's strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I used to be so attached to personally, like what other people were doing. And it's like, we're not all that way. Different people are made up genetically. Different people are, you know what I mean? It, it, there's so many factors that come in that yeah. have a play into what is actual, what each individual's capability is. So. Yeah, and, and what's actually happening here, right? Like we said earlier, right? You know, strength training, right? It takes time. You can be a genetic freak, right? And out the gate, you're benching 450 pounds. But... To reach your max potential, it takes time, right? Because if your max potential is 800 pounds, you're not going to go from 450 pounds to 800 pounds overnight. It's not going to happen because your body's not going to be ready for that. But over time, that genetic freak that came out the gate benching 450, if he or she sticks to it and they're consistent, the body's going to adapt. And it's going to do all the things that it needs to do in order to support what you're doing. That's all the body's doing. That I mean, that's my opinion. I'm not a doctor, right? You know, I don't have a master's in this or whatever. But like, it makes sense that if you do something for a period of time, your body will adapt and it will progressively get better at it, right? I mean, you're not going to roll out of bed and practice and power clean 315 pounds. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. People power clean in 315, that is some shit. Yeah. That is like, yeah. that is some weight to be cleaning from the floor and catching up. Exactly. Exactly. And that's not going to happen overnight, but it's one of those things that needs to, like, time needs to pass. Repetition, consistency, injury, all of those things need to happen yeah. in order for the body to, to grow in a way to support what you're doing. So if you sit on the couch all day and you eat Funyuns and Hershey kisses all day, guess what? Your body's going to adapt to that and there is going to be a result to that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. totally. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of, a lot of bad things, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing really too. And, and, you know, I did a little talk to a girl's basketball team the other day and I was ex- expressing to them that like, you know, of course we, we hear growing up and we all hear, you know, we have the food pyramid and we have candy and junk food. It's not good for us. It's not good for us. It's not good for us. That's all we Mm -hmm. ever hear. Right. So for me, what happened over time with that is it created a lot of judgment around food for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, Oh, that's bad. 
And it wasn't until I actually began to understand what it's actually doing to the body that is like, oh, damn. Okay. I actually don't want to eat this stuff because what it's actually doing, literally down to the genetic level, it can alter your genes. And that's where, you know, alter gene patterns and you get diseases Mm -hmm. that start to surface, you know, because it creates inflammation in the body. And when there's inflammation, then you're going to have more prone to injuries. You're going to be more prone to having, you know, different fungal infections. You're going to be more prone to, you know, back issues, especially, Mm -hmm. but disease, you know, because it promotes free radicals in the body and free radicals are what create cancer and what create other issues. And, you know, we wonder why there's so many gastrointestinal issues and digestive issues and oh shit, obesity, yeah. <laughs> heart and, issues. And the key there is back to my point that the body is amazing. It takes time for you to mess up your body too, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So if you're consistently putting that crap in your body, that stuff in your body, your body is going to react to it. And it's going to react to it in a form of you fill in the blank. Right. And it's like when we're younger, right? This is also something that I know, I didn't know is when we're younger, we have higher levels of antioxidants naturally within our body. So mm-hmm. these free radicals are what would be considered oxidizing. So like, you know, they, they oxidize within the body and that's what creates the inflammation and issues in the blood and all this other physiological stuff. So when we're younger, our body can handle all that mm-hmm. oxidation to a certain extent. But then, I mean, you know, people who eat really poorly, people listening, maybe you may notice you get sick often in the winter time, mm. or you're having issues with headaches, or you're having issues with joint stuff. But what happens as we get older, that natural antioxidants of the body begins to decrease. And now that all that oxidative stress, stress, that's when it starts to catch up. And it's like, yep. like you said, it's like, it doesn't happen overnight. This is years and years and years and years of stuff. Yeah. Just compiling and eventually the body's like not just out of nowhere does the body just get cancer or get all these signs issues it's like there's stuff that lead up to it and i can't necessarily speak again not a doctor i can't speak like oh cancer's only caused from those things but a lot of times diseases can totally be avoided through of course nutrition exercise but then mental emotional health as well oh, yeah. that stuff plays a big role so you have someone who's mentally and emotionally having a hard time spiritually having a hard time and is so out of alignment with what their truth is and they're you know de- not dealing with emotions and then you pile on top of that all that stress on the body and then you pile on top of that a diet that is creating more stress a body that is sedentary that is just gaining more fat and things around the the organs and you know the body just starts to literally break down from not moving and then it's like now and now your hormones are all fucked up so now you just have this this recipe for disaster you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it's like i feel like that's why our country and a lot of the world is so sick is because you know we fall into these patterns and it's years and years and years of this shit that piles up and then you have the generational shit because what we eat and what we do, that's what becomes, we become, you know, would you, yeah, would you yeah. agree with that? Oh yeah. yeah. And it's like, if genetically that's what people are eating, because what we consume is what we become. Our, our body is, is, you know, is made up of the nutrients and the food that we feed it and the energy mm-hmm. that we give it. So it's like, you know, genetically it alters our genes. And then now you have babies being made from these, these human beings who are not living optimally. And then it's like passing down. Passing. Yeah. You you pass, you pass it, you pass it right, right down to them. 
Ooh. And it's just, yo, it's, it's a slippery you, slope. You, you, you see it, right? You see it. You see these babies being born with all sorts of crazy. Yeah. All sorts of issues and babies coming out with ADD and not even just that, but, you know, different focus issues or, you know, I don't know any studies off the top of my head, but I'm trying yeah. to think of like other stuff, you know, like, you know, autism or. What it comes down to is we have to do a better job at getting down to the root. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm feeling a certain way. And I've been feeling that way for a long time. Like, stop and ask yourself, like, yo, why am I feeling this way? You know what I'm saying? Because then if you just do the simple activity of just kind of tracing things back, you can get you can you can get to the root cause and maybe you can do something about it. Right. Because like it's just, for example, eating. Right. If you eat like crap every day, guess what? You're probably going to feel like crap. But if we're not mindful enough and also accept the fact that we feel like crap. Right. Because that's, that's another piece. Right. We get so used to our patterns that we accept, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be fat. Mm-hmm. Or I just feel, like, I just feel like shit. Yeah. I, just, I have to have yeah. three or four cups, five cups of coffee a day to get by. Yeah. Like, and, no, and I'm just going to... Something else is going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to be this way for the rest of my life. You don't have to be that way. But it takes looking at yourself and saying, how can I change? And it's not changing because, oh, I want to be sexy. I want to be this. I want to be that. I just want to roll out of bed and feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's, choice. I just want to roll out of bed and live. Like, I don't want to get in my car and be pissed off at the world. And then the next person that cuts me off, I'm going to blow a gasket over that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Totally because we man. see it, we see it every day. Or if I'm at the supermarket and somebody cuts me or, or somebody, you know, doesn't do something right. All of a sudden I'm mad. It's not that you're mad at the person. There's something else going on. There's some underlying issues going on there that you need to be pissed (laughs) off at somebody at the supermarket, at the supermarket player. Come on. You know, it's so funny, man. Like I I was thinking about that recently. I mean, that's been a a practice of mine for a while now, especially while driving, because I feel like, you know, the term road rage is so commonly used. And it's like, you know, just through what I've learned and and read and studied and, and started implementing is being more mindful when I'm driving and you know, because sometimes I mess up on the road. I might pull yeah. out from someone we, and I'm like, oh my gosh, do. I'm so sorry. And if someone does it to me, it's like, number one, I don't know what kind of day they're having. I don't know what they're going yes. through. It could have been an accident. I make mistakes yeah. while I'm driving. So it's like, I'll let you know that the more that I practice that, number one, the less that I'm, I'm triggered at all while I'm driving. And if I do, I'm able to realize oh, I'm getting triggered. There's no reason to be triggered. It's, it's all right. They didn't, they didn't yeah. know. They might've messed up. It's all good. So now that spike in adrenaline and all these stress hormone release, it lasts yeah. five seconds opposed to ruining the rest of the day. 30 minutes, your whole ride. Yeah, the whole ride. And then you're sitting and just baking and marinating in those stress hormones. And that's energetically shifting mm-hmm. the rest of your day. So now it's like now energetically, all these other things are starting to piss you off. <laughs> and then so the next person that says something to you, you get to work. The next person that says something is going to get it. Right? <laughs> or they're not going to get it and you're just going to be more pissed off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then it leads me back to my point, right? You do not have to feel this way. Right? And it's a choice, right? Yeah. I, I would consider it a choice. Like I was actually in the car the other day with someone. And so, you know, you're, you're driving down the street, right? There's a line of cars and someone who's pulling off to the right to take a right, like mm-hmm. to a, a business or a road yeah. or whatever. And then you can either wait for the person to turn right, just slow down, wait for them to go right. Or 
you can go around and cut over the double yellow. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure back to driver's ed, that's illegal. I don't think, that, I don't I think, think that's legal. You, you no, should never but a lot of people, but a lot of people <laughs> do that, right? Because they're like, you know, they just want to get around. I was in the car with someone and someone else was driving and that happened. There was a truck turning right in the car behind the truck. And then we were that third car. Yeah. It didn't go around the truck. And mm. the person like slammed on the brakes and was like, what the yeah, hell? Why, why didn't you go yeah. around the car? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, dude it's not that serious yeah yeah i was laughing because i'm like that's a perfect situation and and i Mm. had to you know just take a couple breaths and just kind of be like that's not really something that i want to get stressed about (laughs) i mean like that's the least of my worries (laughs) dude that's like your troll man if your troll actually took the time (laughs) to think about what you were trying to do he would have just wrote you and said hey man thanks for the information I appreciate it versus like, I get it. Like I, I understand that we all need to challenge and do all that stuff. I get it. I get what's at work here. I'm a bit, (laughs) I get it. I get that the ego wants to shine and wants to belittle the next man so that you can make it right. I get that. But when we start taking the time to congratulating people and saying, thank you for being brave for putting your stuff out there, I think things would be a little different. Yeah, man. Totally. And I I feel like, you know, even like the person posting stuff, you know, like I, I think about that sometimes too, before, sometimes before I post something, I start second guessing myself. Oh, what are people going to think about this? Or, you know, oh man, like, is this going to get enough likes or, you know, all, all these things that, you know, the ego starts coming in and, and comes into play. And it's like, you know, that's just, it takes enough for people to just post content because everybody has different perspectives especially yeah. come think about it just in, in general in the training world. Like it's like different trainers have different styles of training. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just so many different ways and different styles to approach training that like, there's really no right or wrong answer depending on, you know, if people are yeah. getting results and people are making strength gains and staying healthy, it's like, what the hell's the difference? It's between? Working. Yeah, right. exactly. So man, yeah, the ego is such a funny thing, right? It absolutely isn't. And you can tell when it's at play. Yeah. It becomes more clear to me the more that I am aware of my ego when it comes up. Because it's like, you know, I I can just notice it, you know, when I'm getting triggered or if I'm feeling insecure. And Mm -hmm. I've had some personal stuff going on in my life that eventually I do. I want to share. I want to share on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm just not ready to do that. But there's been so many situations where I notice how insecure or judgmental. I was talking to Chris about this a few weeks ago and noticing how much that comes up. And then the counter to that is like insecurity, judgment, fear. And then the counter to that is comparison to make myself feel better or, Mm -hmm. you know, in my head, putting someone else down or judging or, you know, so it's like, we have these two sides of the, the ego that come up a lot in I feel like the more that we notice when it comes up, the more we can can work at being like, ah, okay, like that's that's actually not me. That's like, that, or it is me. The, the ego is a piece of us, but just being able to observe it and understand it, I feel like gives us a better relationship with it to know when it's coming up and how to control it a little bit more in the sense yeah. of being like, oh, thank you for coming up. But because yeah. a lot of times the ego was developed in the way I understand, I'm I'm no master, not at all the way that I understand and have heard it is that like the ego is learned behavior. And it's like, 
it, we used it at certain times in our lives to help us get through certain things. But at some point it's like, we have to let go of that and be like, thank you. But you, you like, you no longer serve me anymore. I have to deal with this in a different way. Well, that's what I was just about to bring up, right? The ego is a construct of our environment. And that environment is going to, can include family, friends, what we watch, what society. we, yeah, society. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a culmination of all of that, right? This is my belief here. There is a single point of truth that rests within you that we were all were born with. Single point, right? That to me is the ultimate. That's the ultimate, right? You're, you're ultimate, right? That single point. That single point was not created with an ego attached. The ego comes in as you grow, as you, as you grow older, as you kind of delve into to the world and, and trying to figure things out. And what happens is the ultimate self gets covered with the ego, mm. right? To the point where sometimes you always hear people, I don't even know who I am mm. or I'm lost. I'm trying to find myself, right? Because the ego, kind of like a bow constrictor, it wraps around you or an anaconda, whatever. Right? It wraps around you and wraps around you and wraps itself. And every time you move, it's just going to get tighter and tighter, right? Until we recognize the ego for what it is. And we understand that we do have a pure, true self that's sitting right in there. Then we can loosen the grips and allow the ego to kind of let go of your true self. Because the true self will never go to war. I don't believe that. I don't believe it'll go to war. I don't believe it's there to, to wreak violence onto, onto the world nor the universe. That's why the ego seems to always win. But until we recognize the ego, then we're able to recognize it in others and, and have compassion for others, right? Just like how, you know, there was a part of me that wanted to rip this, this troll, right? This dude. <laughs> yeah. But then I had to look at it and say, hey, that could be me too. That could be me jumping on somebody's page and trying to debunk their, whatever their thing is. Or like seeing someone post something and just internally being triggered by it, like, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah. I was, I was initially triggered by this troll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I was like, actually like, yo, who the fuck's this guy think he is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let, me know, like, his praise that is- <laughs> yeah. let me, let me, let me bash on this guy. But you know, like that's the initial reaction. And then I was like, all right, let me, let me respond in a way. I actually didn't respond right away. I took, I took like probably like an hour before I mm-hmm. actually responded because I did. I felt like, damn, this guy coming at me, like, yeah. you want to do this right now? You know, like getting yeah. all, getting all fired up. And it's just like, that's not how I want to interact with the world. That's not how I want to react to people. I want to respond and and be like, okay, I can see why, you know, he he's yeah. coming at me. Like he's, yeah. maybe he's feeling like, his knowledge is the right way and exactly. mine is wrong or, or whatever it is, whatever his perspective is like just being able to, to kind of sit back and be like, ah, it's all good. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about social media, you, you have the ability to hide behind your handle or whatever. Right. Yeah. Which is even, which is even better for the ego. Right. So not only is it hiding behind the ego hide, is hiding behind a person. Now it's hiding behind another artificial wall that, yeah intellectually spiritually is not translatable right so like we know how to communicate human to human right like when we see each other we know how to communicate with one another 
but this new thing that's been thrown that been that's been thrown upon us it's a little different and how do we spiritually connect with someone over social media how do we show compassion over social media and so on and so forth because that is the way that we are communicating with one another these days that's tough that's tough that's whew. i don't know you know what i mean that one <laughs> <laughs> and that's the question that i you know that that i i think about it all the time and it's just like what am i putting out there to show the world that i am here to be of service and when i'm putting it out is that my intention yeah so kind of being like it's like being really intentional about yeah what, what you're posting what we're putting out there yeah well, right? and it, it becomes it becomes it becomes pretty difficult right because it's saw saw the ego right non-ego right it has to be you and to do that is it's not easy because now i have to show the world my vulnerabilities and i don't want to do that Right, right. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's tough to be vulnerable. Tough to be to be open. But the thing about it is, if you're open, there is a chance that you are helping somebody. And more than likely, I, I forget who who said this recently. I heard this recently. Like more than likely, if if you're feeling something, there's indefinitely someone else out there who's felt it. Oh yeah. There's probably lots of people that are feeling it and. You know, I feel like with with what we do, and that's why I like, I feel like the work that we do is so much deeper than just personal training. Like, you know, this this is about helping people thrive. You know, like the way that I've been able to work through things and become more whole as a human being and more clear on what my purpose is. I feel like I want to help other people do that because there's so much there's so much joy, there's so much love, there's so much life within that, you know, that's why I feel like being vulnerable is so important. And that's why I feel like being vulnerable, especially with my clients, and especially with the people that I'm teaching, excuse me, has so much importance, because, you know, I had a client recently say to me, Oh, my gosh, it's so nice to hear you say that, like, it's nice to hear that you're not a robot. You know, you're not just this person who's like, has it all figured out and has everything down as like this perfect person, because I'll tell you what, I am far from that. And the more I feel, the more that I develop, the more that I realize I'm also just a human being just trying to figure it out. I'm no different than, than the person who hasn't started any personal development. I'm just, I'm also just figuring it out. I just might, might happen to be a little bit further along on the path, you know? But that's my, I feel like with that being said, that makes it even more important for me to share. And, you know, someone like you, like you, Chris, like to share your story, to share where you're at. And then we can now relate to people who maybe aren't, aren't as far into their, their path. And they, we can relate to them and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I I feel that on a certain level I've been there or, or whatever. And it's like, that's all it takes. And and then from there, right, it's on you, the individual, to either wake up or continue to live this dream that you're living, right? And, you know, it's like, do you want to live in the present moment? Do you want to live in reality? Or you want to continue to live in this world that has nothing to do with the present time experience, you know? And some people accept yeah. that and live that for the rest of their lives. And they're always complaining that their life is miserable. Their life is this, their life is that. And then you know what too is like, I feel like in a sense, like on the contrary is a piece of 
what what I I like to attempt to do is is then be able to have compassion for those people and they like they mm-hmm. just don't know they just don't know they've never been taught they've never taken the time for whatever reason in this lifetime it's not their purpose to to mm-hmm. learn that you know and it's like we also in a sense too we need those people which I used to not understand I used to not mm. understand that like I'm like everyone you know I mean it would it be amazing cool. every, yeah <laughs> it would be amazing if everyone did of course but I guess in some sense, that's the contrast of, of life in the world. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man, that's, that's stuff that's, we're even touching on some stuff that is like beyond at this point, like I'm still learning about and still working through. And it's almost like that's beyond me. Some of these things I don't even have answers to. I can't even speak fully on it because I haven't fully experienced, you know, and, uh, and that's a good point. You haven't fully experienced it because you have the answer. We all have the answer. But it takes us exploring ourselves and experiencing the world in order to get those answers. Yeah. I believe we all have the answer. We we have the answer. Yeah. But are we willing yeah, to man. are we willing to explore it? Right? And like it's just scary, like how bro, it's scary to explore it. <laughs> just like how we, we're all we all have the capability of deadlifting eight hundred pounds. But are we willing to to do the thing <laughs> that yeah. it takes? Right. right. Or we all have the ability to run a marathon. But are we willing to put in the work to run that marathon? Yeah. That's a and fact. if the answer is no, then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Exactly. And that's, and that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's, that's okay. Yeah. I ain't going to knock you down for it. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Good stuff. I feel like that's a perfect place to stop there. I ain't going to yeah. knock you down for it. Bam, bam. That's where it ends. <laughs> I ain't going to knock you down for it, baby. <laughs>